are so excited that you are here. Merry Christmas, merry day after Christmas. Uh, who is tired, who is uh, worn out, who traveled a ton? Did anybody travel a lot? Hey, this is Jeremy Isaacs, lead pastor of Generations Church, where we want to live like it matters. For more information about our church, you can visit us at g.church. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thanks again for listening. Sunday, an incredible message. Uh, so I am super excited uh, today. I hope that you and your family uh, got to spend some quality time together. I hope that your kids did not complain about any gift that they got. Um, and that would not be Christmas without that happening. Uh, but I hope that you guys got to spend an incredible time with friends and family, loved ones, uh, and just cherish this Christmas season, my favorite season of the year. Uh, I'm so thankful this morning to get to share uh, on on this day after Christmas uh, Sunday. I'm excited for the message this morning. I believe God uh, is going to speak to us and use uh, me uh, to just speak to you and wherever you're at in your walk with God, wherever you're at in following him. And I'm honored and privileged to to get to speak and preach this morning. So thank you, uh, Pastor Jeremy and Corey, if you're watching online or later. Later on, thank you so much for this uh, privilege to get to speak. Uh, but before we get into the word, um, we are going to pray. So if everybody wants to bow your head and close your eyes uh, and just go to God in prayer. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time, God, that we have to come into this room to, to sing about your love for us, God, to sing about how you sent your son to die on the cross for us. God, we just thank you uh, for what you are going to do this morning, for the words that you are going to speak through me, God. We just pray, God, that they uh, touch lives and they challenge us and change us, God, to go further in our walk with you, God. Open our ears, God, to hear your word. Open our hearts to receive your word. Open our minds to understand what you have for us today. And we ask these things in your name. And everybody said? Oh, come on. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Well, I, uh, again, am excited. Today, uh, we're going to be looking at a story in the Bible that I personally love. God, I believe God placed this on my heart a couple, actually a couple months ago um, when I just uh, knew I was coming to speak at this time. And I believe God placed on my heart. And we're going to look at a story uh, that I personally love. It's found in Mark 1. Um, and, and today, uh, we're going to be looking at, at two words that I believe changed everything. Everybody say two words, two words. that changed everything. Amen. Amen. Two words that changed everything. And those two words uh, that changed everything are the words of Jesus that are follow me. Say follow me. You didn't think you know, you didn't know you're going to get to talk so much during this service. Uh, but follow me. I believe those two words change everything. Uh, you want to know one of the hardest things for me to do uh, in, in, in life, or I guess to do as, as I guess as me as a man, uh, is to follow directions. Now, I'm not talking about like the directions my wife tells me, like, hey, go take out the trash, or hey, go ch- change the poopy diaper, which happens a lot, um, or hey, go take out the poopy trash so it, because it stinks in here, or whatever else. Uh, I'm not talking about those directions, uh, but as I have became a parent, and Bethany and I uh, have two, uh, which one's birthday? today. Happy birthday, Sophie. Um, but almost three kids. As we have become 
parents, one of the hardest things for me to do is follow the, the directions of all the toys and the cribs uh, and, and, uh, and, and the changing tables and the baby gates and all the other just appliances and things you got to put together as a parent. Now, if you stayed up this week putting together toys, you know what I am talking about. It is awful. I said it this week. It is from the enemy. They should just come put together. Um, it is Awful, and not just because I can't see and read uh, the instructions, I need my glasses, not just because my vision's bad, uh, but because uh, a lot of times you have no clue what you are doing. Uh, I mean, you have hundreds of different pieces. Uh, and, you know, it feels like thousands. They don't give you like great equipment. Um, it's like uh, that Allen wrench thing that's just awful when it could just be a screwdriver. Like, a, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's just awful. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, you have so many different parts and pieces that you have to put together. Uh, you get frustrated, amen, I have to step away for a little bit and come back to it. Uh, you get frustrated and annoyed. Uh, you get distracted uh, like I do because I'm ADD. Uh, and then you come back to it and you remember that you didn't finish. Um, uh, and you also try to sh take shortcuts, amen. Uh, you try to skip steps. You try to, you know, oh, I see what's happening. You know, A plus B, I'm putting this together. You know, I got this. And then you get like two steps down. And you're like, what did I miss? Like what happened? Uh, we try to skip steps uh, and you don't, you just don't want to follow directions. But isn't that how our relationship with God is like sometimes? Isn't that how our, our relationship with Jesus is sometimes when we follow him? We don't know where he's taking us. We don't know what he's doing in our life. There are different things going on and we don't know how it's gonna all work together. Uh, you have difficulties that come up and you're like, God, how is this working out for your plan? And how is this working out for what your word says is, 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 is for good? Like uh, We have so many different things going on. Uh, we don't know, uh, you know how it's gonna get, to get all together. You know, so we get frustrated, um, you know, uh, with what's happening in our life when we're following him. Uh, we get distracted or, or we try to take these shortcuts in our walk with God. We try to take, we try to skip steps in our walk with God. Uh, and, and this morning, we're going to look at Mark 1. So if you have your Bibles, uh, you can turn to Mark 1. I'm going to be reading out of the NIV version. Uh, so if you pull it up in your phones. When Jesus called Simon, Andrew, James, and John to follow him, he said this, follow me, and, and, and talk more about this topic of following Jesus. I know uh, we just came out of Christmas and it was the birth of Jesus story. Uh, we're going to skip 30 years to uh, the start of Jesus's ministry. And we see that in Mark 1, 14 through 20, where it says this. It says, after John was put in prison, Jesus went to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God is near, has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come and follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish fish. 
for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. And then in verse 19, it says, when he had gone a little bit further, farther, uh, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them and they left their father in the boat with the hired men and followed him. So here in this story, uh, we see Simon and his brother, Andrew, uh, just fishing, uh, mining their own business. Anybody a fisher fisher in the room? Okay, one. We got one. I see one hand. Okay, uh, one. All right, I, I, I would like to say I'm a fisherman, but I'm not. Um, I get too distracted. I get too impatient. Uh, but here they are, you know, just fishing, minding their own business. When out of nowhere, here comes Jesus preaching the good news. And as he's walking by the Sea of Galilee, uh, Jesus sees Simon and his brother Andrew fishing, and he stops what he's doing, and he calls them to follow him. They're just minding their own business, fishing, trying to, you know, cast their nets out and catch fish. And here comes Jesus, and he calls them to follow him. Now, I'm sure there was a lot more to the discussion uh, and now the four disciples uh, with the four now disciples. But what I love about this story is that Jesus, the son of God, calls these ordinary fishermen to follow him. These ordinary fishermen that don't think their life is anything special, uh, that are just normal everyday people. He calls these ordinary fishermen to follow him, to be his disciples, to serve him, uh, to, to emulate him, to copy, to du duplicate him, uh, to be in relationship with him, to leave all they had, all they ever knew, all they uh, ever thought that they you know, were gonna do in life, to leave all that behind and follow him. And that's exactly what he's calling you and me and us today and in our lives. He's calling us to follow him. He's, he's calling us ordinary people uh, that uh, just go day to day sometimes and are just trying to live the best life that we can in, in pursuit of God and, and raise our kids and raise a family or uh, love on our grandkids or go to a job and work a job and make a good income. He's calling us ordinary people to something greater. And that greater is to follow him. So today, I have three points that I wanna talk about that I believe will help us understand what it means when Jesus said, follow me, and what it means for us when he's calling us to follow him. And the first point is this, and this was a hard one. I'm gonna give you the bad news first, okay? Is everybody okay with that? Does anybody else like the bad news first? Am I, I love the bad news first. Like, give me the bad news and then give me the good news. Don't give me the good news and then, you know, Debbie Downer it with the bad news. The bad news first, uh, which is not really bad news in my mind, but following Jesus is not always easy. Ouch. Following Jesus is not always easy. Following Jesus doesn't promise that everything is going to be easy in life. The disciples knew this. Following Jesus doesn't promise that nothing bad is going to happen 
in our life. And we see that as, as the disciples followed Jesus, uh, we see that things happened in their, to them. They were attacked, they were persecuted. Bad things happen to them. When you choose to follow Jesus, everything doesn't just all of a sudden become easy and nothing bad happens. And, and, and if you're like me, that's hard to understand. And that's hard to wrap my, my brain around. Like I'm choosing to follow you. I'm going after you with everything I have. Like, why can't everything turn out, you know, for good? We hear this phrase, why do, why does bad things happen to good people? Like I'm a good person. Like why are bad things happening to me? Uh, And as you read the gospels, the disciples chose to follow Jesus they basically, when they did this, they basically signed up for one of the hardest things they ever had to do in their life. They, they basically signed up to put a, have a target on their back, a target that they will be persecuted, that they will be, uh, uh, face opposition, that they will still face difficulty, that uh, they will be attacked, and they will still face moral failures. Uh, life didn't just become easy for these disciples. And, and just like us, life doesn't just become easy when we choose to follow Jesus. And I think for a lot of us, that's hard to understand. We expected our lives when we decided to follow Jesus just to be great all the time. And for us to not face persecution and us not to face opposition and us not to be slandered and, and talked bad about by, by other people. Uh, but we are, pro- are not promised an easy life when we follow him. And we, and we heard uh, Pastor Jeremy last week in an, an incredible message that he preached. Uh, he, he read a scripture in John 16, where it says, in this world, you will have trouble. And we read that, and of course, I'm not reading the rest of the verse, which gives you the good news, um, which I'll get to in a second. But it's saying that in this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will face difficulty. In this world, when you choose to follow Jesus, it doesn't just exempt you from trouble. You will face difficulty. You will face opposition. Another way, you know, it's not easy, is that following Jesus takes sacrifice. Sacrifice. Ouch, that's a hard word uh, for, for a lot of people to hear, because what does that mean? That means usually giving up something and we don't like to give up something we don't like to sacrifice sometimes in our life and i hate to tell you this but it is true following jesus takes sacrifice it's take it takes us laying down our plans and laying down our will and laying down sometimes what our wants and our needs and our desires are for god's will and and, and for what he wants to do in our life and and it takes us you know sacrificing some friends and some relationships and and getting away from some people that just aren't leading us in the right way and when Jesus and the disciples, when the disciples chose to follow Jesus, we see in Mark 1, 18, that Simon and Andrew, it says this, at once they left their nets and followed him. We see 
that when, when Jesus called Simon and Andrew and James and John, we see right after he called them, they left everything. James and John, they left their parents and left their dad to follow Jesus. Sometimes it takes us sacrificing and that hurts for a lot of people to sacrifice some things, uh, but it takes us sacrificing. Following Jesus may take us sacrificing some things. Following Jesus is not always easy. So that was the bad news, okay? I'm gonna go to the good news. I'm gonna go to the good news. That was the bad news. Uh, the good news uh, that I wanna share today is following Jesus is worth it. Following Jesus is worth it. Following Jesus is not always easy, but following Jesus is worth it. In Luke 9, uh, 23 through 24, we see that through following Jesus, we find life. In Luke 9, 23 through 24, it says, then he made to, and then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. So through Jesus, we find life. And I'm not just talking about living day to day, you know, making it, getting by, you know, just paycheck to paycheck and, you know, making it, you know, to, to, to bedtime if you have kids or, you know, making it through the work day. I'm not just talking about, you know, day to day living, but we find a life that is worth living for. We find a life that uh, in the midst of difficulty, we can consider it pure joy that we face trials, that we can consider it joyful that it's not always easy, that we see in James 1, one of my favorite scriptures, James 1, where it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. We can... We, we, we can find a life that we can be joyful in the difficulty. We find a life that is filled with the hope of Jesus, that God sent his son to die on the cross so that we have hope. We find a life that can be filled with peace and unconditional love and peace that passes all understanding. We also we find a life, uh, we find eternal life with him. So we find life. And I remember what it, look, what, what it looked like for me uh, before uh, I, I chose to follow Jesus. I remember uh, what it was like for me before I chose to follow Jesus. It was filled with insecurity. It was filled uh, with anxiety um, it was filled with hurt and doubt. It was filled with uh, self-doubt. Uh, it was filled with, you know, confusion of who I actually was. I didn't know who I was because I didn't know whose I was. It was filled with all these different things. It was awful. I remember this. Um, and, and everything didn't just get better when I chose to follow him, uh, but it became worth it. And today, as I look back on my life after I chose to follow Jesus, I'm so thankful for the life that I have found in him. It hasn't always been easy. 
I would be the first to admit that. Um, it hasn't always been easy. There's been, there's been some big speed bumps. There's been some, some things and times where I've messed up. I have said the wrong thing. I've done the wrong thing. Uh, I have not acted like I should, or uh, I've not had the faith like I should. Um, and, and, and it hasn't always been easy. It's been a journey. Uh, it's been a walk. It's been a difficult time sometimes. It hasn't always been easy. There's been these high highs, and, and if you're like me, there's sometimes these low lows. Uh, there's some really low lows, but it was worth it, and it's worth it because I found a life filled with hope and peace and joy, and it's still not easy, but it is worth it. In another way, it's worth it is that through following Jesus, we find direction. We find direction in John 14, 6. It says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Somebody say, I am the way. Okay, somebody say, I am the way. We're going to wake it. Somebody say, I am the way. I truly do believe someone needed to hear that. Some, you know, today, that, that Jesus Christ is the way. Maybe you have searched and searched and you're, you're trying to figure out which direction to go in your life and you have multiple different decisions. You're facing difficulty and you're like, God, I don't know how you're going to work this out. I don't know what I'm going to do. And sometimes we just have to hear those words that I am the way. Sometimes we just have to hear the words of Jesus saying, follow me because I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. When you stop trying to create a path for yourself and make your own plans and just submit to following Jesus, it's incredible what happens in your life. I wish I would have known that. Uh, a couple years ago, stop trying to make plans for myself and try to stop uh, creating paths and, and directions for myself and just submit to following him. It's incredible what happens. It turns out so much better and, 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 and I end up so much better off if I just submit to following him, but that's difficult because that requires faith and that requires trust. Uh, and, and, and that puts uh, us submitting and sacrificing. It's difficult, but it is worth it, worth it. So through following Jesus, we find direction. We find life. Following Jesus is worth it. So it's not always easy, but it's worth it. It's not always easy, but it is worth it. My last point is following Jesus takes relationship. Following Jesus takes relationship. It takes you committing to continually Get as close to him as you can. It takes you committing to, to saying, God, in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of uh, hard times when I don't know what's going on, I'm committing myself to continually get as close as I can to him and to you. Uh, so I want to do this illustration. I'm going to ask Branson to come up. We're going we're gonna to do a live illustration. Are you ready for this? We're going to switch it up a little bit. Um, there's this game we played. Um, I played, and probably you did as a kid, uh, called Follow the Leader. Anybody play Follow the Leader as a kid? All right. All right, so the point of Follow the Leader, uh, all right, Branson, you're going to be the leader, so Branson's going to lead me. The point of Follow the Leader 
is, is for the person following to follow that leader wherever he goes. All right, so Branson, I'm following you, following you. It's easier to follow when I'm close. All right, he's taking a turn, following him. All right, so let's do this. Let's do this. It's harder though to follow the leader when there's distance in between. Now I'm gonna try to stay in the camera shot. Um, but if there's distance between me and Branson, at sooner, I know it's easier to follow because we're on a stage, but if we're, I'm following him, say on the road, he's driving, anybody ever done this carpool? You know, you're following a caravan. If he's the leader and I'm following him from a distance, sooner or later, he's walking or you're driving, go ahead, go ahead, I'm gonna follow you. Sooner or later, go, you can go right out that door. Sooner or later, you know, I'm not gonna be able to follow him. Thank you, Branson. Give it up for Branson one time. Uh, sooner or later, I'm not gonna be able to follow him. He's going to take a turn and I'm gonna miss the turn. If you've ever been in a caravan, uh, I've been the leader and I've also been the follower. Your goal is to what? Stay as, if you're following, to stay as close as you can because especially if you're driving through downtown Atlanta, you're gonna get lost. You're gonna lose them in the midst of all the chaos, especially if there's a traffic or a wreck of some kind. You need to stay as close as you can to the leader. But that's how our relationship with God and relationship with Jesus, when we follow him, should be as well. You know, a lot of times our relationship with Jesus looks like the second illustration, the second part of that, where Jesus is so far away and we're so far back here and we're trying to follow Jesus, but we're following Jesus from a distance. We're in relationship with Jesus from a distance. We, we, we show up, uh, and I'm not calling anybody out on this, we show up on Sunday mornings, and I've been here too, trust me. And we show up on Sunday mornings, but then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, man, there's nothing. And then, you know, we're trying to follow Jesus. But what happens when, when our life and our relationship with God and following him looks like that? Jesus is so far away and we get distracted, we get lost, you know, Jesus is going in one direction and we kind of veer off and we, oh man, that path looks good, that direction. I think I should go this way, but Jesus is going this way. And so often our relationship with, with him, when we're following him, looks like that. But we need to get as close as you can and we can to Jesus. When we're following him, we need uh, to get as close as we can. We need, man, I don't want any space between me and Jesus. Like I want to be right there following every, every direction, every leading that he, that he has for me and my family and my kids and my future grandkids way down the road, way down the road. Uh, but for, for me and my family and my life and, and ministry in this church, like I want to be so close to Jesus uh, through prayer and, and getting down on my hands and knees and praying to him. I wanna get as close as I can to Jesus through reading his word, man. I just feel this so strong, uh, especially for this next year, for so many people to get in his word. We need to get in his word because when we follow him, we need direction. And this is how we find direction to, to get as close as we can in worship and as close as we can through, through fasting and meditating on him and his word. We need to get as close as you can to Jesus. Following Jesus takes relationship. 
Following Jesus, it takes you committing to continually. Like, I mean, sometimes it's 20 times a day that I have to remind myself, man, I, I need to pray. I need to, I need to get in the word. Like I need, I need to spend time with Jesus. Like I, you know, it's continual thing. Like I gotta remind myself, I gotta wake up every day and 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 focus on the fact that I need to get as close as I can to Jesus. An everyday thing to get as close as you can to him. So today, following when Jesus calls us to follow him, it's not always easy. It doesn't promise it's always easy. It's not always easy, but it's worth it. And, and, and when we follow Jesus and, and through relationship and getting as close as we can to him, man, God does some incredible things. He gives us direction. He gives us life. Uh, he, 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 he leads and guides. The Bible says, and Pastor Trevor uh, referenced it earlier in the pastoral moment, that he has great plans for you, and he has great plans for your life. And I don't want you to miss those plans because you're following so far away from Jesus. I don't want you to get distracted. I don't want you to get frustrated. I don't want you to find yourself like I did, just messing up and and not doing the right things because I was focusing on the wrong things and looking in the wrong direction. And I was distant in my relationship with God. I wasn't getting in his word. I wasn't praying. I don't want you to miss out on the plans that he has for you. I don't, want, I don't want us as a church to miss out on the plans that he has for our church and for your family's life and uh, for, for this generation and next generation for the future when Cherokee High School is right across the street and uh, the, this community. I don't want to miss out on the plans that he has to do in and through this church and in families and your life. So get as close as you can to him. Follow him. He's calling you to follow him. It's not always easy, but it is worth it. And today, to sum up everything that I've talked about, which is, is a lot, to sum up everything that I talked about, God is calling you, me, and us to follow him. He's calling you to serve him. He's calling you to love him. He's calling you to obey him. He's calling you to, to emulate him, to, to duplicate what he has done, to, to, to be in a deep relationship with him. He's calling you to follow him and get as close as you can in following him. My question for you, I got two questions. My question for, t for you today is that in the next in the last five days of 2021, I cannot believe it. It has flown by. Um, in the last five days of 2021, how can you follow Jesus in a greater way? How can you follow Jesus in a greater way? How can you and your family follow Jesus in a greater way? In, in 2022, how can you lay down your life for Jesus and to Jesus and follow him? How can you submit to him? How can you get as close as you can in 2022? How can you, you know, shift and refocus your life and refocus what's going on and, and, and the priorities in your life to, to put God first and your relationship with him first? How can you get in this word more? 
How can you study more? How can you pray more? How can you, you know, fast and submit to him more? I wanna encourage you to, to be involved in 21 days of prayer and fasting. I, I know Pastor Jeremy uh, and the staff, we're believing something incredible through the month of January, through 21 days of prayer and fasting. That's not just for these 21 days. It's not just 21 days. And over. We're believing for, for life change and we're believing for the years and years to come for God to do an incredible work in this church and through this church and in your life. And, and it starts with you just getting as close as you can to him. How can you lay down your life to Jesus and follow him? So with every head bowed, eyes closed, Today, I wanna to give an opportunity to respond. And today, if, if you would say, you know, Pastor Aaron, I, I, I've never given my life to him. I've never given my life to God. I've never chosen to follow Jesus. And, and I, I need to choose today to be the day that I say, I follow you. I, I submit to you. I look to you. I am going to get as close as you as I can to you. If that is you today, would you just lift your hand with no nobody looking around? And then today, if you would say, I haven't been following Jesus like I like I should. I haven't been serving him and I haven't been obeying him and I haven't been getting as close as I can to him. I, I feel like that second part of the illustration where I'm so distant from him that I don't know the plans that he has. I, I can't figure out where he's taken me. I don't know what to do. Uh, but then I just feel distant in relationship with him. And I need to choose today to say, I am going to follow him with everything I got. I'm going to submit to him. I'm going to get as close as I can to him. If that is you and you just wanna recommit to him today, you can just slip up your hand as well. Amen, amen, amen. Let's go to God in prayer. God, I thank you today for what you're doing in lives. I thank you today, God, that there's people in this room, God, people watching online that are going to answer the call to follow you. God, maybe for the first time, maybe for the second time, and let's be honest, sometimes maybe for the 80th time, God, but there's a, there's a group of people and there's people in this room and watching online that are choosing today, God, to follow you, God. And so today, God, my prayer for them, God, is to get as close as they can to you you, God, for you uh, to just move in their life and for them to submit to you, to, to get in your word, to get into prayer, to, to, to submit to you, God. And God, I pray, God, that you start doing an incredible work in their life, God, that you start moving and directing and leading and guiding them, God, in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of hard times and good times, God, that you move in their life, God, that you start changing them, God, that they get as close as they can to you. You, God, and they find life and they find direction and they find peace and hope and strength, God, today and God, in this new year to come, God, God, I pray over each person, God, listening online or in this room, God, I pray, God, that they choose to follow you. God, we ask these things in your name and everybody says, Amen. Thanks again for listening. If today's message was an encouragement to you, we invite you to share it with your friends and family. 
Maybe subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It just helps us spread the word about what God's doing here at Generations Church. For more information about the church, visit us at g.church. Have a great day, and God bless.